Hi, I'm Azriel, and you have made it to my show. Welcome. I'm excited to have you here and talk about whatever we're going to talk about today. My only request is that you don't request a twin flame reading because I don't do those, okay? Like, I don't do those. I don't do those. Otherwise, welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. For those of you who are unaware, I happen to be a very avid reader. I love books. I love going to the library. And thank goodness for that, because that's about the only thing there is to do here in this town is go to the library. Pardon me, village. And it's actually quite, quite, quite a lovely, quite a lovely place. I enjoy my time there. Just a few days ago, I discovered a book that initially I had only anticipated reading for my own, you know, off-time enjoyment. Title's actually what drew me in. But as I started reading just the introduction, it struck me that this is a book that needs to be talked about. So I've decided that's what I'm going to do here, right now, (laughs) and in many more segments to come. So the book is called The Encyclopedia of Superstitions, and it is written by Richard Webster. Now, being that, I am one super curious individual. After the first two pages, I put the book down and flipped it to the back cover and I was like, okay, who is this guy? Who is who's this guy writing this book? Because I already, just at the introduction, am so into what he is saying. And what I learned just from the back cover was that he has written well over 30 books on metaphysics and has taught classes all around the world on the subject. And so naturally, <laughs> after finding this out, I ran a Google search on Mr. Richard Webster. And I can tell you, you want to learn more about this gentleman. I highly encourage you to take a stroll through Google and learn more about this individual and see if any of his books might you know, tickle your fancy a bit. But this book is one of many that I I know I'm going to read. And starting off, I wanted to share a little bit of what it's about. So obviously in the title, The Encyclopedia of Superstitions. So what made this a segment idea to me isn't only to learn about all of the cool superstitions that are out there, right? You know, from land to land. But it got me thinking about my upbringing. I was raised SDA, for those of you who don't know, that's Seventh-day Adventist. And very, very firm belief in all you need is a relationship with God, which I I do. I maintain that. That's really all any of us needs is this one-on-one awesome communication and relationship with our creator, whomever that may be to you. Could be a man, could be a woman, could just be the universe, whatever it is. Uh, It's 
it's taught in that religion that that is all you need. So because of this, things like superstitions, the word actually, let me back up, the word itself, superstition, was so silly to me growing up. And actually, I want to say even until I started reading the introduction of this book was just a word that described silly people who had no real no knowledge or or base of faith we'll say it like that and that was all stemmed from my upbringing in the, the, the sda church you know well all you need is god why do you need these superstitions right so it all cycled around to me in just an instant it was super fast that I had the connection between superstitions and religion. And then it branched out farther into metaphysics because everything that I've learned from, say, Catherine Ponder, uh, Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, Florence Scovel Shin, love her, all of her work. I love her work, especially. They all, they all talked roughly about the same things, which is, and I think, who was it? I believe it was, it was Florence Scovel Shin who really, it was Florence Scovel Shin who really stood out. Her words in this flash of a second that came through my memory bank, <laughs> where she told a story about these two gentlemen who were business partners and they had invested after being in her program for so long. She was a metaphysician and she taught basically all of the different laws of the universe, law of attraction being one of them. And in their practice, their business flourished. But then along the way, they kind of had a wavering faith and in, in themselves and the practice and what they were doing and God, essentially. And so they went out and they bought these lucky monkeys, I guess kind of like a trinket or I'm not sure how big they were, statuettes perhaps. And then their business just spilled over into a negative place, place where they didn't want to be. And they were like, what is going on? How did this happen? So they went to her, Florence Govelshin, and they told her the situation, what was going on. And she said, oh, you've been putting all of your faith in these ornaments, in these statuettes, these lucky monkeys. And that's not where we're supposed to place our faith. We, go, we get to a point where our faith is all we need is God. All we need is him as our support or her or whomever you, he or she is to you. I feel like I've got to say that every single time. That's going to get really old. So I'm just going to, from this point forward, at least in this episode, call God a he, just because that's how I like to refer to this higher being as. Okay, moving on. So she told her two students, throw away the lucky monkeys and you're get back to your practice and things are going to turn back around. And they, the things did turn back around. They threw away the monkeys and their business picked back up once they started believing and acting in faith and essentially not being lazy. They didn't put up to the lucky monkeys 
everything that they needed to do for their business you know the the structure of it the the work behind it the ideas they they didn't do that again and so because of that and their reinstilled faith i realize that i'm repeating myself i really want to like drive this home their relationship with god was reconnected and they flourished again in their business so that like i said in this fraction of a second all started connecting together and in my mind i went oh my gosh how 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 have i gone my entire life i'm 35 this year how have i gone my entire life with this prejudice against this word or with this idea this wildly <laughs> it's kind of mean actually kind of a mean idea of people in general who hold superstitions and it was completely unintentional and now i feel like I'm, i've got a lot of work to do in trying to clear not necessarily bad karma but just clear those thoughts because they're they're just a they don't serve anybody and least of all me so gonna clear off all of that negative stigma and i want to learn more about why people have these superstitions where they came from and from that point forward i want to for anybody listening if you if you have if you hold these superstitions i'm all over the place today my goodness if you hold these same superstitions i would like to illuminate pathways for you to elevate yourselves to a point where you no longer need to use this talisman or need to take this sort of action such as you know throwing salt over your shoulder or planting rosemary by your front door or any 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 of these things that we do now one of the most widely spread superstitions Oh, I never considered it to be a superstition. I always just thought that's just what you do. It's just being polite. Is saying bless you or gesundheit after somebody sneezes. Apparently, that is a superstition. And guess where you can read about it? In this book, Encyclopedia of Superstitions by Richard Webster. Not sponsored, by the way. I'm just really excited <laughs> about this man. So I want to read something real quick this was in let me get my book out of course of course why would i be prepared why would i be prepared for my own show <laughs> uh so skimming over this just the first page of the introduction okay dr samuel johnson sir winston churchill there is a vanderbilt as well i'm not looking at i'm not seeing it right now but these these were men just in this first page Notable men, very wealthy, powerful, brilliant individuals who were massively superstitious. Who knew? Niles Bohr, physicist, superstitious to the point where, where is it? I have to just read it. Niles Bohr, famous physicist, haha, look at me remembering things, had a horseshoe hanging above his office door. Surely you don't believe that will make any difference to your luck, a colleague asked. No, agreed Niles, but I hear it works even for those who don't believe. 
Now, where, where's, where's the dog chasing his tail around in a circle over and over and over and over and over again? And with that, I mean, just come out and say it, Niles. Just come out and say it. You're a believer. And that's fine. Everybody has their thing. Alfred. It was Alfred Vanderbilt. Slept in a bed that had all four legs like placed in dishes of salt. And this was to protect him from the evil spirits whilst he slept. <laughs> I've never even heard of that before. Another thing that I found interesting just within the first few pages of this book is Mr. Webster's explanation of why people as a whole are superstitious. And it doesn't even have to do with nationality or upbringing. According to, you know, Richard, can we just call him Richard? Can we be cool like that? We're going to be cool like that. So according to Richard, people who have solid, structured occupations are very seldom found to have any sort of superstition, at least outside of the polite ones like, achoo! Bless you, tight, right? However, the individuals who are more inclined to take up a superstition or act upon a superstition are people in the, say, the fields of sports, acting, music, any of the professions that, that rely a, a great deal on talent, because those those occupations are very frequently here today, gone tomorrow. It can happen in the blink of an eye. You have this fantastic career and then you get injured and it's all over. Or you have a flop of a movie and nobody can look at you the same way again or any number of things that go wrong. And so in these circumstances, people with these types of occupations tend to be the more superstitious. I am extremely excited about diving into this book more and being able to share with you what these superstitions are and how they have trickled down, how they have most certainly adapted to modern day living. I think it'd be fun to have a read through of this book together. And not that I'm trying to be Oprah or anything, I'm not trying to start a book club, but uh, this definitely has a lot of tremendous information in it. If you read ahead and you want to hear a specific superstition, say this is one that you choose and it's kind of obscure, you just want to make sure that I talk about it and and touch on how you can migrate forward in a positive way away from the superstition, please write in to me, info at asrealseer.com, or you can DM me on any of my social media platforms at asrealseer for absolutely all of them. Get geared up. Next week, I have another special guest on the show straight from the land of Down Under. What? Yes. So excited. Until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Don't let that black cat cross your path, at least until we've read that section of the book and you find out what's really behind this whole black cat freakazoid out thing. Namaste. Bye.